Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. God's Word is marvelous. The more you pay attention to Scripture, the more you're going to receive God's revelation to you. Let me say it another way. The more that you are going to find God communicating to you, when you give honor and respect to the Word of God. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 2. We have been studying for several weeks the events surrounding the birth of Messiah. And as I've shared with you many times, the book that I'm using is called the Textus Receptus. There is no English in this book. When we study the New Testament, the language of the New Testament is Greek. And when you look at a Bible that is translated into other languages, for the most part, they use either the Texas Receptus, a Greek manuscript, and then they translate it into another language, or they use what's called Nestle Allen. This is another Greek New Testament, and I prefer much more the Texas Receptus. Why? Well, as we examine this scripture, you're going to see why, in fact, I do. Because the Nestle Allen Greek New Testament, it simply puts forth major differences. It is not trying to be the definitive Greek text. It is trying to show scholars the major differences between the manuscripts. Well, with that said, look with me to the scripture that we're going to begin with. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2 and verse 25. Now, we have seen that the people who have been mentioned, like Yosef and Miriam, the parents of Yeshua, they were, the scripture says, righteous. What does that mean? It means that they took seriously the commandments of God. And when we look at this passage, we have seen that they were doing things, for example, circumcision and a biblical commandment in regard to the purification of the woman after childbirth. All of that is mentioned in the law of God, the commandments of Moses. And why is the birth of Yeshua being spoken of within that context, a Torah context? Because it's only through Messiah that one can be transformed and made into the righteousness of God. You see, the Torah defines righteousness, but the Torah cannot make you righteous. In fact, The Torah, when we study it, we see how unrighteous we are, but how righteous that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is. And therefore, he is the one who can make us 
righteous. He is the Redeemer. He is the Savior. He is Messiah. Now, let's begin. Look, as I said, to Luke 2 and verse 25. It's going to focus in on one individually initially. A man that is a righteous man. What does it say? Verse 25. And behold, that means pay attention. This is important. And behold, a man was in Jerusalem. To him, the name Shimon. Now, I realize in English we might say Simeon, but literally in the original language, the basis for that name, because they were all Jewish, would be Shimon. And that word Shimon, that name has to do with hearing, and responding responding in faith and this is exactly what we're going to see about this one look again at verse 25 also behold there was a man in jerusalem to him the name shimon and this one was a righteous man now literally just simply says this righteous man and again, righteousness, and we'll see this clearly, is related to the Torah. The way that we can identify the Messiah is because of what the Torah says. No one other than Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, only he lived according to the Torah. Everyone else, unrighteous. Only he is the one who lived in a way that never transgressed the law what does that mean that he was without sin and notice what else it says about this one not only was he righteous and also pious he was godly he was devout also a synonym for a word that describes torah what the torah is about what it defines and notice he was waiting for the consolation, that is the comfort of Israel. Now, this is also an expression. If one comes from a Jewish background and understands the writings of the sages, this is a reference to Messiah. So he took seriously the word of God, the revelation of God, and he was waiting for the restoration that is the comfort that messiah would bring to the people and not just israel but also to the world now that word israel we should understand it as a a kingdom word he is going to bring comfort to those who desire a kingdom reality he is going to provide the way and then secondly it says in the same verse and the Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit, he is related to redemption. We see that in a verse of scripture that we read every day in the synagogue from Isaiah chapter 59, verses 20 and 21. Read that. It speaks about the Redeemer coming to Zion, turning away the transgression of Jacob of Israel. And then it says, this is my covenant that I'm going to make with them, and my spirit will be upon them. What spirit? The Holy Spirit. 
it is related to this concept it is related to redemption this new covenant so the holy spirit he is related to redemption and that's why it says in this passage and the holy spirit was upon him and he was revealed to him it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he would not see death before he should see and again this is the second time it's mentioned the messiah the lord a very important term look at it again we read here the messiah of the lord now this of the lord speaks about it's in the genitive a very important greek case and it speaks about how messiah is of the lord this term undeniably speaks about the divinity of yeshua that messiah that he is indeed emmanuel god with us because he that is the holy spirit the holy spirit is the spirit of messiah verse verse 27 we read and he came by the spirit into the temple also when the parents of the child yeshua that he that they were entering in and why did they enter in well he come shimon comes the exact time that his parents are entering in bringing yeshua and notice what it says very important that they should do according to the custom of what the law now again we're going to see over and over there are biblical references to the law why through the law one identifies the righteous one who is the righteous one only messiah and it's he the holy spirit the spirit of messiah that is the seal of redemption he who has the spirit has been redeemed now here with shimon it simply says the spirit the holy spirit was upon him not indwelling like he does among believers today but there was an anointing upon him and all of that grammatically is to tell us and give us a redemptive context for understanding this passage of scripture but again his parents they wanted to do to him according to the custom of the torah concerning him verse 28 and he welcomed him into his arms so shimon on beholding yeshua what does it say that he received him welcomed him into his arms why well remember what it said it had been revealed to him that he would not see death until he beheld the the messiah of the lord and now this is being fulfilled at that day at that time in the temple why well it's being fulfilled because his parents yeshua's parents wanted to do to him according to the custom of the law speaking about the law of moses so he welcomed yeshua into his arms and he blessed god and he said 
now your servant let depart master so he says master let your servant depart now according to your word in peace now in peace what does that mean i've shared this many times with you it has to do with a fulfillment so shimon is saying god you spoke to me by means of revelation that i would not see death until i beheld beheld the messiah of the lord and now what's happening it's being fulfilled and therefore let your servant depart in accordance with this word that has been fulfilled and he sees the consolation that comfort that one who would bring redemption to the world and we're going to see according to luke's gospel there's a broadness there's an inclusiveness to the work of messiah verse 30 where it says because my eyes have seen your salvation now what it's speaking about here is that messiah is savior he is the one that's going to bring victory victory through redemption and why is the context for all of this the law of god because victory is living righteously now by faith theologically by faith through the grace of god we are declared righteous why because the righteousness of the son he was perfectly righteous that righteousness is placed upon us as believers and therefore because of that we are going to be received into the kingdom of god god will have that eternal relationship with us but it's just not being declared righteous we want to live righteously why do we want to live righteously because righteous living manifests the glory of god and that is why god created humanity and because of sin we were unable to do that and now through the redemptive work of messiah and only him there's no other way no other means of redemption only through his blood only through his death only then can we do what we were created to do and what we were redeemed to do and that is to live righteously this is what the scripture is speaking about verse 31 who has prepared according to the face of all people meaning this is for all people this is being given extended it says face in the presence it's being offered to all people and it says in this scripture light verse verse 32 this one is light for revelation to the nations and glory to your people israel now when israel is glorified when israel is right with god living righteously there's that inherent relationship between the concept of of righteousness and glory so when israel is living righteously through faith in the grace of god by means of that grace then it's going to be revelation and it simply speaks about how israel was called 
to share that gospel message, to be the heralds of that kingdom message. Unfortunately, my people didn't do very well with that, but initially there was that, that, that multitude of those in Jerusalem who were zealous for the righteousness of God, that is for the commandments of God, and they did indeed take that message and began to fill the world and overturn the world with that gospel message. Well, look now to verse 33. And Joseph and his mother. Now, it's very important that we see something. If you're looking at that Nestle Allen, you're going to see a difference. See, there were those who did not believe in the divinity of Messiah. And that, that uh, alternate reading in the text, which makes its way into most Bibles, it is so tragic because this is an alternate reading that, that denies the, the divinity of Messiah. I believe in the divinity of Messiah, that he is the only begotten son of God. And when you look at the Texas Receptus, let me translate it very literally. Instead of saying his father, meaning Yeshua's father, doesn't say that in the Texas Receptus. It says, and Joseph was also, also his mother. So Joseph was there and also his mother. Why? Joseph was not the biological father of Yeshua. Yeshua was conceived by the means of the Holy Spirit, not with human seed. Joseph is only the legal father not the biological and that fulfills that prophecy in jeremiah chapter 22 the end of verse 20 end of chapter 22 where it speaks about how that lineage for the king of judah had to cease and it's only through a virgin birth that this can be that's why literally the greek text the proper greek text the right manuscripts offers it this way when it says and there was joseph and also his mother and they were marveling at the words these words that were spoken concerning him verse 34 and shimon blessed them and he said to miriam his mother now notice here there's an emphasis on the mother why is that as i've shared many times when the emphasis is on the woman in the biblical passage it changes the context to redemption and this is what we're speaking about how god was going to purchase humanity in order that this remnant of humanity could be brought into a kingdom it's through redemption whereby sinful people can be made righteous but only through this savior only through this salvation that comes through messiah for he is the consolation the comfort of the world verse verse 34 again where it says and shimon blessed him or blessed them and said to miriam his mother behold this one has been set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel. What does that mean? Depending upon what one does with him. 
If you receive him, it's for the exaltation, the rising up. If you reject him, there's a falling. So this one has been set for the falling and rising up of many in Israel. And it says, and for a sign, and this sign, Messiah, is going to be, the text says, spoken against. So some are going to receive him, and they're going to be risen up. That is that they are going to have a kingdom experience, raised to that kingdom hope. Others are going to reject him. They are going to fall, and he is going to be one that, and the implication is that the world is going to speak against. And certainly today we're seeing just that. So much uh, hatred, so much uh, bigotry concerning Yeshua and the true faith of Israel. That is that gospel message and the word of God and the standards of the word of God. Look now to verse 35. Still speaking to Miriam, he says, and your very soul. Now, the word is same soul. What he's speaking about, it's an idiom saying in a very intimate way, that, that your very being, Miriam, you are going to have your very soul uh, pierced by a sword. And this word means to, to go through. And what is he referring to? That sword represents the crucifixion and is going to pierce. It's going to go through her heart when she witnesses, and she will, the crucifixion of Messiah. So he says, and your very soul by a sword will be gone through, pierced, so that, so that is revealed out of many the, the thoughts of the heart. Now, what this is saying is this, through Messiah, there is going to be a revealing of the heart. Heart is synonymous with thoughts what people are truly thinking. Through him, you're going to see who is, is desiring the things of God and those who are not. So once again, the message here is that through that gospel message and through the person of Yeshua, there is going to be division. There is going to be those who are for him and those who are against him. Look now to verse 36, our last section. Just like there was a man, Shimon, there was also a woman, and her name is Chana, or in English, Anna, but it has to do, it's that Hebrew word translated into Greek, speaking of grace. So, and there was a, a woman, her name was, as it says here, Anna, and she was a female prophet from the daughter of, notice this, Penuel. Now, Penuel means the presence of God. Here again, it's just not by accident. It is the providence of God that her father was Penuel, meaning the very presence of God. And she was from the tribe of Asher, which speaks about happiness and blessing. That's what Messiah does. He brings us into Penuel, the presence of God, and when we're in the presence of God, and how do we find that presence of God? Only through redemption. 
then we're going to know joy and happiness and blessing and we keep reading that she look at the middle of verse 36 and she was uh advanced with many days and she had lived seven years with her husband from her virginity now why is that important this speaks to her righteousness she when she was married she was a virgin and she lived with her husband seven years seven is a number of holiness it's a number that relates to the purposes of god this woman was committed to marriage and therefore it says virginity now some bibles will say marriage that's not what it is it is the word virginity and it speaks loudly about what type of person this is a woman who takes seriously the commandments of god and thereby marriage and it says that she was a a widow for 84 years so as a widow for 84 years and she did not depart from the temple what did she do there fasting and praying and serving night and day now here again she's in the temple why temple represents the presence of god what is she doing she's serving she's living a life of denial she is fasting constantly she's praying constantly fasting and praying goes together she's at the temple and she's been there only married seven years and 84 years as a a widow and serving in the temple what a woman verse 38 and it says and at that very hour she stood meaning she stood literally upon that is a word of saying she was on a foundation she stood upon the foundation and that was her faith and she was praising the lord and she was saying concerning him to all the ones who were hoping all those who were waiting for the redemption in jerusalem now what does the scripture do it ties yeshua in order to convey to the reader that he is the one who's going to do the redemption in jerusalem 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 is a place of redemption so all of these things being told given to us within the concept of the torah why all of this is for the righteousness of god last verse verse 39 notice how it's all wrapped up for us verse 39 and as they were doing and it means to complete as they fulfilled all the things according to the law of the lord so important that you see that after they fulfilled all the things that were required by the law of the lord they returned into galilee galilee is a word of revelation they wanted to reveal to us that his parents were torah sensitive concerned about the righteousness of god and they return into the galilee into a city their city called nazareth and nazareth relates to a word that also points to messiah so when we study these events concerning the birth of messiah we see how god relates to us 
the purpose of Messiah, the identity of the Messiah. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.